Welcome to Animal Cafe, where you'll hear weekly interviews with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals, and a monthly segment reviewing fun, fabulous, and useful products for your pets. Check our website, animalcafe.co, for more. We're here today with Laura Bennett from Embrace Pet Insurance. Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, uh, let's see. I am the first pet insurance actuary, so let me launch with that, and that sounds like the most terrible thing ever. <laughs> actuaries are considered worse than accountants. But, um, no, what, what that means is that I, I have an insurance background, and I've used that background to uh, develop uh, a new style of, of pet insurance products. And that sort of led me into uh, co-founding Embrace Pet Insurance, which uh, we sell pet health insurance for cats and dogs across the United States. Okay, great. And um, why don't we talk a little bit about the reasons people might uh, might choose to purchase pet insurance for their pets? Well, pet insurance is not for everyone. Um, the, the reason I say that is because, you know, basically, uh, if you're the kind of person that would spend whatever the vet says you need to spend uh, on your pet if they have a medical condition, then pet insurance is for you. But if you're the kind of person that says, oh, a broken leg, uh, that's $1,500, uh, no, why don't you keep the dog? Then, well, then obviously pet insurance is not going to be for you. But I'm assuming everybody who's listening to this will probably would be on the spending whatever it takes to get pet insurance. And what pet insurance does for you is help protect your finances in the event that something major should happen. Now, there's different kinds of pet insurance, and some people buy pet insurance to cover everything. I mean, in fact, in Brace, we have wellness coverage as well, so that would cover your um, vaccinations and um, spay and neuter and you know surgeries and things like that. We routine things that you actually know about and could budget for if you wanted to. Um, some people like that coverage, though. But other people want it for the what I would call the major medical coverage. And in our case, we would have a very high deductible plan for that. You can even get up to $1,000 a year deductible plan, and then that plan would actually be very inexpensive. So you can, you can get pet insurance to cover all your needs, whichever, whichever sort of camp you're in, whether you want everything covered or just the very expensive things covered, then um, there, there is something there for you. But it is there to protect your finances so that you're not going into debt or uh, not even, you know, perhaps not even being able to pay for medical treatments that are needed because, as we all know, it's very expensive to treat your cat or your dog these days. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Um, you know, people can really get blindsided when something unexpected happens and they have vet bills in the sometimes even in the thousands. Um, and that's where pet insurance can really, uh, really be helpful, correct? Yes, absolutely. And in fact, I mean, it's not even um, what most people think of as the big accidents or, you know, the big, you know, cancer or all the awful things that you could imagine. But, you know, we focused last month on allergies uh, at Embrace, you know, just, just sort of writing in blog and so on about, about these conditions. And, you know, I, I saw claims that added up over the years to over $5,000 for just allergies. Like that, I mean, it was shocking to me, and I, I thought I, I knew these things, but, you know, things, it, it's not just one big event. It can be things that build up over time that just require 
you know, five hundred dollars here, seven hundred dollars there. Um, you know, and it, it just over time it builds up. So it's not like you have the choice of saying, you know what, I am not going to pay eight thousand dollars for cancer treatment. I mean, obviously you could say that, but you might not know that your allergy treatment might end up adding over five thousand dollars. To, you know, be suddenly being that much by the end of it because it sort of creeps up on you and it costs and costs and costs all the time. So, you know, that's that's what the insurance definitely covers. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, people tend to uh, not see the expenses adding up over time, you know, until you actually sit down with your checkbook or your credit card bills or whatever and, and uh, you know, look at them over, over the course of two or three years or whatever the, the time period is. Um, so that's that's really important. I never really thought of it in that way before. You know, it's uh, it's 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 also we. I often hear people who say, "Well, you know, also my dog has already had hip dysplasia, so you won't cover that. So I'm not going to buy insurance." But obviously, there. If if only our dogs would only have one thing <laughs> in their in their lives, um, and and so you know, yes, maybe something that's already happened that wouldn't be covered. No pet insurance covers already existing conditions, but certainly dogs can lower cruciate cruciate tear or, or um, you know, eat something or, or have other, other conditions that are totally unrelated. So um, just keep that in mind as well. Yeah, they sure can. Um, can we talk a little bit about some of the things people should maybe watch for when they uh, or consider when they think about purchasing pet insurance? Absolutely. So the, there's a number of things to think about that if I was to pick sort of the I suppose the top three things that you would need to find out about um, any pet insurance company. First of all, does the coverage cover hereditary conditions? Now, you know, a golden retriever is more prone to having hip dysplasia, for example, which can be very expensive. Um, so does, does the, uh, the coverage include coverage for that? So that's, it. that's important, number one. Also, does the coverage pay based on the vet bill that you paid? Um, so if you did have hip dysplasia surgery um, and it was covered, would it be based on what you actually spent, your particular vet, your vet bill that you paid? Or is it based on a, a benefit schedule or a you know, usual customary and reasonable schedule, something that might limit the actual um, procedures that you paid to a certain amount or even just the overall cost to a certain amount? Um, you would pay less for policies that do limit them, but you may be shocked by the time when you get your vet bill back, uh, sorry, your, your reimbursement back, that it's actually a lot less than you might have imagined it would be because some of these items might be capped. So you have to work out, is that trade-off right for you? I mean, it's not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but you need to be aware of it. Um, and uh, you, you uh, want to know um, if chronic conditions are covered. So if for example, my dog got diabetes this year and it's covered. Will it be covered when my policy renews? Um, and will it be considered pre-existing? So uh, those would be the main things. And actually, I would recommend going to independent websites. Pet Insurance Review is one website where lots of policyholders have gone on and reviewed the companies that they have policies with. And you can see all these, all the reviews there. What I would do is so certainly, you can see a list of all the companies that exist, so that's a, that's a great place to find out where to go look and where to talk to companies. But also, 
I would look at the reviews and I might just ignore the positive reviews. They're good, but they're, they're going to tell you lots of the same stuff. I would look at the um, not-so-positive reviews, perhaps the lower-scoring reviews, and see is there a running theme from those reviews that might tell you something about the deficiencies that the policyholders see once they actually have policies for the company. And maybe we can kind of touch base on some of the differences between uh, human health insurance and pet health insurance. Absolutely. That's always a question we get. Well, one of the uh, um, the good things, I suppose, is that uh, with, with pet insurance, you are not limited to certain hospitals or veterinary clinics like you might be in the human world. So you can go to, any, you know, with any pet insurer on the market at the moment, you can go to any clinic, uh, any emergency clinic, uh, any referral clinic, in the in the United States without having to have referrals or anything like that, um, whereas of course human the human world is very much it's very much more limited or your copay will change radically or something like that. So um, that's definitely a big uh, benefit. Uh, however, with the pet insurance, you generally pretty much all the time have to pay the bill first. So when you go to the vet and you have your procedure done, you pay the bill. You pay the vet. And then you submit your claim to the pet insurer for reimbursement. Whereas, of course, in the human world, the vast majority of time, you go to, you know, have your treatment, and the insurer will uh, connect with that provider and pay the amount that they pay, and then you'll get billed by the provider for the leftover. So those are the two main main differences uh, between the uh, human world and the veterinary world. Wonderful. And for our listeners who are interested in, in learning more about uh, Embrace Pet Insurance, where can they get in touch with you, Laura? Uh, well, there's EmbracePetInsurance.com. We have a, a very comprehensive website that uh, has all sorts of information, not just about Embrace, but also about pet insurance in general, so that we will tell you what is and what is not covered on there very clearly, and you can see the kinds of... Uh, things that you can expect once you uh, are a policyholder. And, of course, you can call in to 1-800-511-9172. Great. Thank you very much, Laura. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, Laurie. I've, uh, I've enjoyed, you know, as you can tell, I always love talking about uh, pet insurance. It's definitely one of those things that people are becoming more and more aware, and I appreciate that you're taking the time to share that with, uh, with your listeners. Well, as a veterinarian, I see so many times when uh, people don't even realize there is such a thing, and we're getting asked that question a lot more often nowadays, um, and it's good to hear people asking that, but I think there are a lot of people out there that still are unaware, or, st or at least unaware of, of what it can do for them, so I think it's good to be able to get the word out there. Absolutely, so thank you very much for doing that. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Animal Cafe. Please join us again next week for another fun and informative edition. Thank you. Have a great week.